Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Get smarter about things like saving on travel, because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancier dinner, too. Boosting your credit score, since good credit is like a real-life cheat code. And saving for an emergency fund, because life is like a good movie. It loves a good plot twist. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. The Peter Schiff Show. Well, the markets are finally getting a chance to react to the worst jobs report in two years. Uh, I spoke about it on my last podcast with the March non-farm payrolls uh, coming in about half of what the experts had forecast. All the markets were closed. It was Good Friday. The foreign exchange markets, though, were trading and the dollar was off about 1%. Stock futures were down uh, maybe about 100 points or so equivalent on the Dow before the market opened on Monday. Uh, But then shot higher, and I think we finished uh, better than 100 points higher. One of the reasons that we had this turnaround was a, you know, bad news is good news kind of rally. We got statements from Fed officials to the extent that, well, even if we raise interest rates or when we start raising rates, we're going to go slowly or the rate hikes won't be that substantial. And I guess that's what the market wanted to hear, even though the the bad news should have already dissuade any of the hopes or fears, I guess, depending on your perspective about the Fed raising interest rates anytime soon. You know, I was watching on CNBC yesterday morning and they're talking about how, well, you know, we think this jobs number has taken um, a June rate hike off the table and you know now we're looking at september and these guys still don't understand that a june rate hike never was on the table in the first place neither is a september rate hike that is not what the fed is going to be serving it is going to be a qe buffet in fact it'll end up being an all-you-can-eat qe buffet because that's all the fed has on its menu It can't raise interest rates for reasons that so many people are yet to comprehend. You know, the dollar, which, as I mentioned, initially sold off, rightly so, on the news. The thing is, it should have sold off more. But the bull market that has been going on in the dollar here recently, there's such a powerful impetus for traders to follow this trend and buy into any dollar weakness And in fact, the dollar ended up rallying on Monday, gaining back almost everything it lost in the holiday session on Friday. It's rallying again here on Tuesday so that the euro is now back down to 108.70. The euro is now lower than it was before we got that horrible jobs number. After we got the number, the euro rose above 110. Maybe it got to around 110.5 or so. Uh, But now we're back down to uh, 108.70, actually lower, as traders have taken advantage in their mind of the opportunity to buy the dollar and sell the euro. The rationale, of course, being that 
this jobs report doesn't matter because we all know that the U.S. economy is strong. How do we know it? Well, because the Fed says it, although the Fed has got an awful track record. But nevertheless, the traders have convinced themselves that the U.S. economy is strong. And as such, rates are going to go up. Whether it's in June or September, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that rates are going up and they're not going up anyplace else, right? All the other world central banks are going to be printing more money and cutting their interest rates. And the U.S. is going to be the only central bank in the world that is going to be tightening. And that is the narrative. And, you know, it's dying uh, a very, very slow death. People are hanging on to that. More people are looking at the first quarter as a weather-related phenomenon, so uh, they can dismiss it. Also, I think it's interesting that the currency traders are talking about the strong dollar and how, well, you know, we don't have to worry about the economic decline or the weak data because it's related to the strong dollar. Well, wait a minute. If currency traders are buying the dollar because they think the U.S. economy is strong— but then a strong dollar weakens the economy, then you've just erased the rationale for buying the dollar in the first place, right? If, you, if you're buying the dollar because the U.S. economy is strong, and if the strong dollar weakens the U.S. economy, then you know, you, you, you've just reversed whatever the rationale was. The, the truth is, it's not the strong dollar that's the problem. The strong dollar is rising for the same reason the economy is slowing. It's that the Fed has stopped QE and people are looking for higher interest rates. That is what is hurting the U.S. economy. That is what is helping the U.S. dollar. But a strong dollar is not bad for the U.S. economy. Now, it is bad for the bubble, right? If if you're trying to inflate a bubble based on debt, right, a strong dollar uh, makes it harder to service the the, the leverage uh, that's in the system. But economically speaking, a, a strong currency is good. But it's also interesting if... People are excusing the weak data because they're attributing it to the strong dollar, but they don't expect the dollar to weaken. Why would they expect the economy to turn around if they expect the dollar to stay strong? I mean, if the strong dollar is bad for the economy in the first quarter, then why wouldn't it also be bad for the economy in the second quarter? In fact, if anything, the effects of a strong currency should build over time. There should be a lag there. So if the dollar is weighing on first quarter GDP and hiring, it should weigh more heavily on first quarter, G- second quarter GDP and hiring. So if you, you know, if you think if the the problems are related to the strong dollar, you can't dismiss them as just simply being, you know, a one-off event. Because if you're expecting the dollar to stay strong or get even stronger, which is what most of these currency traders believe, well, then you'd have to start preparing yourself for weaker data throughout the year. But then you're going to have to say, well, it doesn't matter how weak the economy gets because of a strong dollar. The dollar is going to keep on getting stronger and the economy is going to keep on getting weaker. Yet the Fed is not going to alter their monetary policy, which doesn't even make sense. So people who are believing in this, again, it's an impossible scenario which they are following. But nevertheless, this is how these traders uh, react. And they all just follow a trend until the trend ends. I have a feeling, though, when this uptrend in the dollar ends, it's going to be a complete collapse because you've got so many people, again, on the wrong side of this trade who are denying the fundamentals. But eventually they are going to have to embrace them. Meanwhile, though, again, the stock market, 
rallied on this. Bad news is good news. Uh, you know, so they're marching to a different drum. They're excited about the fact that rates aren't going to go up, yet the currency traders are still trading as if they are. So, again, there is a disconnect between these two markets. Now, we did get some economic news that came out on Monday as well, including the March ISM non-manufacturing index, which, of course, unfortunately, non-manufacturing is the big part of the U.S. economy, the service sector. Uh, manufacturing is much smaller, although much more important. And it's unfortunate that that sector has deteriorated so much over the years and decades. Uh, But obviously, more weight is given to the uh, non-manufacturing number. And it slipped more than expected. It came out at 56.5, which was a little below what they were looking at. In fact, this is the lowest level since June of 2014. And in fact, that level uh, that it hit in 2014 in June, you know, matched uh, a level that we haven't seen really uh, in the past two years. So right now, the non-manufacturing ISM is really hovering around two-year lows. And, uh, you know, hard again to blame this on the weather because that means that the the level is uh, beneath where we were uh, in the winter of last year. So it's, you know, it, it's, it's another sign that everybody is ignoring uh, that the U.S. economy is not as strong as people think. In fact, you know, there was an article that was out in the Wall Street Journal on Monday where the writer of the, of the article said that if the Federal Reserve is worried about raising interest rates a quarter point from zero, I mean, then maybe the U.S. economy is not nearly as strong as everybody thinks, which, of course, has been my point all along. The U.S. economy is not as strong as everybody thinks, and the Fed knows that. The U.S. economy is not as strong as the Fed pretends it to be, because if the Fed really believed the economy was as strong as what they had been portraying, they would not just be talking about raising rates in the future. They would have already raised rates in the past. That's why it's not important to look at what the Fed says so much as to look at what they are doing. Would they have interest rates at zero if they were not concerned about the economy? The fact that they're still at zero and they've been there for so long means that whatever was worrying the Fed years ago is still worrying them today. If they were going to raise interest rates, they would not be making excuses or talking about why they're going to do it in the future because the economy is likely to be weaker in the future. The recovery is getting very long in the tooth. The longer the Fed waits to raise rates, the more likely we're going to stumble into the next recession. And, and, and again, look at the jobs numbers. The unemployment rate is already very low. It's very easily could start turning the other way. And if the Fed won't raise interest rates with the unemployment rate of 5.5%, what's going to happen if it moves back up to 6 Now it really can't raise rates, but maybe it's going to be trending up. So, yes, the economy is a lot weaker than everybody thinks. The key is, though, the Fed knows it's not as strong as everybody else thinks because that's why rates are still at zero. Again, it's like that your overweight friend who constantly talks about going on a diet. 
Why don't they just go on a diet? Because they don't want to, but they want to give, they want to create the impression that they're going to. They just don't want everybody to know that they don't give a darn about how much they weigh. Uh, And maybe they feel better about themselves to pretend they're going to go on a diet. Maybe they can justify the fact that they're pigging out today because they they have uh, told everybody that they're going to go on a diet next week or next month. But, you know, the people who are really going to go on a diet just go on the diet and then you see that they've lost weight. It's the people that keep talking about going on a diet that never lose any weight because they don't actually go on the diet. They just talk about it. And that's what's going on at the Fed. One market that hasn't really seen a reversal over the last couple of days is the crude oil market, which continues its rebound up big uh, Monday, up big Tuesday. We're now above $53 a barrel. 54, I believe, is the resistance level. And if we could get above 54 and, you know, really close above 54, this oil market is going to, I believe, have put in a very, very powerful double bottom. It's going to look very much like a W uh, with a very strong uh, bottom in this uh, in this market. And clearly, if we move above 54, we can see a move upwards, you know, probably up into the mid uh, 70s before we see a significant pullback. I think the next major resistance won't come in until around the $80 level. So I think we could have a significant move up in the price of oil. Not sure how many months it might take from oil for oil to move back up towards $80 a barrel. But I think ultimately that's where we could be headed, maybe even throughout the course of the year. And if that is the case, then as I said before, Oil prices are going to start to be a tailwind of the consumer because the consumer was starting to count on uh, cheaper oil prices uh, to help repair his balance sheet. But when oil prices start to rise again, I think it's ultimately going to be a drag. It hasn't been a big boom because they've been using the cheap oil price as a crutch uh, because the consumer really is in bad shape and in bad, bad need of a crutch. Uh, But if oil prices move back up, then that crutch is going to be taken away and the consumer will have a much harder time uh, hobbling along. Attention listeners, I have an urgent message for you. We're in the middle of a war. The global conflict is destroying the lives of millions without a single bomb being dropped. It's called the International Currency War, and your bank account has been drafted to fight. The victims in this conflict are our currencies, the dollar, the euro, the yen, the pound. They are all heading to zero as irresponsible central banks compete to see who can print the most the fastest. But there's one form of money politicians and central banks can't destroy, gold. Today, it's more important than ever to understand the value of gold in your portfolio and to keep a close eye on major market developments. Subscribe to my monthly video cast and you'll be the first to hear my latest analysis on gold investing and the currency wars. Visit goldvideocast.com right now to subscribe for free. I call the dot-com bust, then the housing bust, and I advise clients to diversify into foreign equities and hard assets while the rest of Wall Street laughed at me. Now I want to keep you up to date on the next crisis that is brewing. My gold video cast also includes personal interviews I've conducted with other contrarian investors like Jim Rickards and Axel Merck. Gold has gone up 256% since 2003, but it has a lot further to go. Don't miss the rally. You can prosper during this time of currency wars, but only if you stay educated. Get a free subscription to my gold video cast at goldvideocast.com. That's goldvideocast.com. 